from the Leo Roundtable at leoroundtable.com. My name is Chip DeBlock, and I'm your host. We're a group of law enforcement professionals that talk about the news and the issues, but we do it from a law enforcement perspective. And let me go ahead and introduce the uh, crew to you guys, if you don't mind waiting for the video portion of our show. Uh, we have all retired this evening, I believe, we'll, well, except for Chief John Newman. But we have Chief Newman. We have Captain Brett Bartlett, uh, Lieutenant Bob Kroll, Lieutenant Randy Sutton will be with us, Corporal David D. Gresta, and producer Will Stasser. So thanks, guys. Also, a shout-out to our sponsors. Uh, we have Motion DSP, Galls is back, Guardian Lines Technologies, GunLearn.com, MyMedicare.Live, TAC-Tote.com, and we are fueled by Bang Energy. So thanks to all those entities for helping make this show happen. This was by Mike Callahan on Police One, and we're uh, we're big fans of Mike Callahan. So First Circuit reverses a qualified immunity denial and exonerates officers who killed a knife-wielding terrorist. Yeah, you heard me say that right. And look, I'm, I'm just amazed... Uh, you know, Lieutenant Randy, that we still have cops getting jammed up on stuff like this, especially when you're dealing with terrorists. But uh, I'm going to cut this article really short. But we've got our bad guys estate. Uh, it's, it's a it's a it's a Middle Eastern name I can't pronounce. But he sues Doe Doe One and Doe Two in federal district court pursuant to Bivens versus six unknown named agents of the Federal Bureau of Narcotics, alleging excessive force in violation of the Fourth Amendment. And so two of our guys, uh, John Doe's one and two, they assert a qualified immunity defense before the district court judge in a motion for summary judgment. So in support of the motion, they have sworn statements which said that our bad guy uh, advances on them in an aggressive manner. He's got a large knife. He's uh, non-compliant regarding commands to drop the knife. And when he gets within 21 feet, which is what they consider the danger zone, um, that they can get hurt, um, they uh, they reacted. So the district court actually rejected their qualified immunity defense and excluded the officer's sworn statements in addition to that. So they appealed to the First Circuit Court of Appeals, and of course, they end up getting the decision is reversed, and they grant qualified immunity to the, to the two cops that are John Doe's, and they dismiss the lawsuit against them. So uh, at least even though we got cops getting jammed up when they shouldn't be, at least we've got some higher level courts that are that are kind of uh, uh, correcting uh, the, uh, the 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 misjustice that's being ruled out. But I, I don't know how long that's gonna 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 keep happening. But it's an interesting article. Producer Will will attach it to the video. Any uh, any comments on this before we move on, Randy? Yeah, you know, I, in reading the, the the facts on this case, it is almost impossible to believe that any judge. Could t- could come up with um, the ability to say, oh, uh, you know, they don't have qualified immunity. This is the most. This was probably the most justified um, use of force from all of the aspects, including the fact that they had wiretaps where this guy said he was going to kill the police. They were out there to kill the cops, and and a judge rules that that uh, that their statements can't that the police statements can't be utilized. I'd like to know who that judge was because that's somebody who needs to be removed from the bench. Yeah, well, at least they got chastised by a superior court, but I, I agree. And for people watching the show that aren't familiar with qualified immunity, you think it's something that cops get automatically and that it affects criminal charges. Uh, number one, is qualified, so it means you have to qualify for it and, and, and apply to get it, even to get it. And obviously, cops don't automatically get it as what happened in this case. And number two, it just deals with civil litigation, so they're being sued um, you know, civilly for their actions. So... Um, so moving along, we're on policemag.com. We got San Francisco police are now able to use robots for potentially deadly force. And they got approval from the Board of Supervisors on Tuesday to use existing robots as potential deadly force options during extreme incidents. So 
the board signed off on it, but it was an eight to three vote and there's amendments with it. So they've already got 17 robots and the department's considering using a robot with explosives attached as a way to get into a building with violent, unarmed, uh, barricaded subjects inside, according to KTVU. So we have a supervisor, one of the votees on this, Hillary Yonan, Ronan, uh, who wrote on Twitter. She publicizes this on Twitter, uh, saying beyond disappointed that the board seems poised to allow SFPD to use weaponized robots to use force against human beings. That's what she writes on Twitter, because she's she's trying to stir the pot, I'm assuming. But um, if there's no comments, we can move on. I thought you guys might, I thought that might whet an well, appetite or two. But they, they clarified it on the national news after this broke that it's only for EODs. Right. So they can introduce, so well, you know, some, well, when it originally came out, I was like, oh, you won't let the cops shoot people, but let a robot, robot do it, right? Which, <laughs> you know, which whatever works for me, but it had to be for EODs. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but that kind of technology has been around for pretty much a long time. <laughs> Here, open open this box that we have for you. Blam. I mean, um, so I'm kind of surprised. Maybe they, you know, I, I don't know. This this type of technology has been around for a while. I'm just wondering why we're just talking about it now in San Francisco. Well, yeah. And, you know, there's still a human element, as I'm sure Lieutenant Randy's going to say, and Lieutenant Kroll, there's still a human element that's going to decide on when they use that, make that lethal force decision. It's not a robot making it. I, I'm just surprised it went through in, in San Francisco. You know, that's, uh, I, I'm very surprised that more weren't in line with that other supervisor that said, no way, no how. I mean, it's a useful tool, but they don't seem to be full of common sense oftentimes in that people are running that city. Thanks, Lieutenant. Well, guys, uh, moving along. Anything else comes up on this, of course, to our listeners, we'll keep you guys surprised. But we're going to jump uh, back to Florida, and we're on Rumble.com. This is Butters, the channel. So we have a Florida police officer. He shoots a suspect, but not until after he's stabbed in the jaw. What's the deal? You're saying this guy was just trespassing here. They got to slip inside. Okay. We're slip and we'll yeah, there is this time. I've, I've already seen, I've already seen foot. Here's my question. Why didn't they do that when I told them about the body? Hey, we're not having this conversation, man. We're done, we're done talking. Don't just leave. Oh, no, you're not going to just leave. No, no, you're not touching hey, Stop. Stop. Stop it, motherfucker. stop. Hell no. Drop the knife! Drop the knife! Oh, okay. oh shit! Drop the knife! Oh shit! Oh, oh, oh. Get your fucking hands back here! Let go of the knife! Let go of the knife! Central Sin rescue shots fired. So it's an almost deadly interaction, and it's between a Florida cop and a man from Daytona. And it was all captured on the officer's body cam. So Daytona Beach Police Department, they said that officers received a call after 8 o'clock in the morning on Thursday, suspicious person at the Sunoco gas station. So when the first officer gets there, they issue a trespass warning against this guy at the request of the business. The guy leaves without incident, but an hour later, they get another call, the guy's back, and they and the business wants this guy removed. So they, they 
Daytona Beach police officer comes back to scene. It's 9-11 in the morning now, and that's when the body cam captures this incident. So the officer and a Volusia County Sheriff's deputy, Sergeant, uh, they're both at the scene, and then they make contact with this bad guy, and they try to detain him. So in the video, the Sheriff's Sergeant attempts to apprehend the guy, and he seems like an older you know, uh, sergeant. He grabs the guy's left hand or left arm, the guy resists, and they, there's a physical alterca altercation, and the suspect can be seen pulling a knife out of his right pocket in the footage, and then he lunges at the officer, and he stabs him in the left upper jaw. So the officer's body cam gets knocked off, and it's on the ground during the rest of the fight, and after the officer was stabbed, uh, he fires two shots at the arm, hey, and yeah. I apologize. We got a commercial break. Ah, you got me. Commercial break. We'll be right back. All right, and it is time for the Wounded Blue, so I'm sorry to cut into your time, Lieutenant Randy, but the floor is yours. All right, well, um, I just came back from Los Angeles where I was given the amazing opportunity to uh, appear on Fox News to talk about the Wounded Blue and ask for the public support. And I got to tell you, it has been incredible. Uh, a couple days ago, we talked about the Wounded Blue, what it's doing for American law enforcement officers and, and giving the opportunity for the American people to say, you know what, we do support law enforcement. So our organization is the national uh, organization that helps injured and disabled officers. You can give to this organization. You can help save lives of law enforcement by giving to this organization. Go to thewoundedblue.org, see who we are, see what we do, hit that donate button, and give what you can. You may save a law enforcement officer's life. Thanks, Lieutenant. And also, if you guys are interested in volunteering <clears throat> for that worthy organization or buying cool gear they have on their website, thewoundedblue.org. So thanks. So jumping back to our story, and I'll, I'll leave the intro music for later. Um, you know, I kind of left off where our uh, deputy, uh, sheriff's deputy, who's a sergeant, he gets stabbed fires two shots, you know, hits our bad guy, suspect and the officer, they're both taken to the hospital, but the bad guy's pronounced dead. So um, so the right thing ends up happening to this bad guy. What do you guys think about this video? There's not many video oppor opportunities like this. And, uh, you know, it's a, uh, you know, it, it could be a good training video, but again, bad guy gets to the knife and gets to the cop before he ends up getting shots off. Anybody? Go ahead, Dave. Oh, gee, I was hoping you were going to go. You know, this <laughs> the the, uh, the video is. It wasn't too revealing. You really couldn't see what was going on in the in the scrum. Let's say when when they decided to put hands on, so it was kind of hard to 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 comment on what they were doing in that wrestling match. How he was able to get whatever that it was, and it looked like a sizable knife when it was laying on the ground right at the end of the video. Um, but at least that one of them had the. Uh, the sense to uh, to bring you know lethal force to the to the fight and, and stop it before someone got stabbed worse, but I I mean you couldn't really see anything in that in that uh, melee once it once it started with the with the body cameras and I'm I'm surprised they didn't have like a store video uh, you know from the from the convenience store that looked out into the parking lot perhaps to give us a better uh, look at what what actually happened so couldn't really say I. You know, we're at a disadvantage because I was looking at his hands when the sergeant goes hand on, right? And like we, you know, I think the rule is we, I try not to read about what the article is. I try to watch the video first. But the sergeant, did, it's obvious he doesn't see what's in his hand because he's grabbing him by the left. The guy tenses up a little bit. He goes, no, pal, you're going with us. And then they go right to the ground. Um, 
you know, it, it's kind of hard to see. I mean, he gets up and leaves after he gets shot, and the sergeant's still dealing with the bad guy, but you don't know what kind of injury he had at that moment. But um, there's not enough of the video. It's a good video because, like you said, it's, it's a close contact shooting that you don't get to see very much. But one of the things that, you know, I wonder about, you had two different agencies there. You know, so you have a sergeant that obviously has no problem getting the hell out of his car, you know, engaging this guy saying, hey, you're going to take the ride. And then you have a guy from a different agency. So that's always difficult. You know, whenever, you know, there are places up in the north and here in Tampa where three agencies could show up from all, you know, from uh, officers from different departments. And, you know, your comfort factor is there because you don't know this cat. Is he going to go hands on with me? Is he going to be, you know, watching or is he going to help me and help me out? So it was hard to make the determination that it was good or wasn't good because I don't think the video shows that much, but it was still fascinating because it's a close contact shooting that's captured on the body cams. Thanks chief. And, and David, I, I saw a freeze frame of the knife, but you're right. I, if, I, if they wouldn't have had that freeze frame, that captured picture of the bad guy with the knife, I, yeah. I, I didn't catch it from the video. Yeah. And initially I'm, I'm looking at the guy, as John said, looking at his hands and he had something in his hands. And this, I thought it was a screwdriver. But actually, it was one of those long-stemmed lighters. I, after I watched it enough and slowed it down on my own, I could see it was it was a lighter. So, because I was looking at the at the sergeant, going, "Why are you so casual? This guy's got looks like he got a screwdriver in his hand." But it wasn't; it was a lighter. And then it goes into the the scrum, and you, the slow mo is the only way that you saw the knife come out too. Yeah, thanks, Corporal. All right, guys. MVS Michael MVS in Colorado has uh, made a donation to the show. He said that I need to get a stun. A, a stun gun chair. So I'm assuming that he's implying that he wants producer will to have the capability, the power to issue the stun to my chair when it comes close to a commercial break that I'm getting ready to miss. Now, can, can I, they, I, can they hook, the, hook that up to a booster chair? Does that, that does that work with a booster? Hey, okay. I do. I'm the only guy on the show with a Cobra, David, though. Hey, just want to point that out. Uh, but if it, it, look, if they would make that applicable to everybody on the show that, you know, I mean, how many times we would have already zapped Randy. I mean, Randy would probably be the most frequent flyer on getting zapped. Right. Right. So I'd be in favor if we could zap each other, you know, but only when it only when called for. But I, I know, David, you give David a switch like that. He's just going to go freaking crazy. So, yeah, no control. All right. Moving along. Uh, let's see what we got coming up. Uh, so we're back on Rumble. This is Butters, the channel. So we've got the New Orleans Police Department has released body cam of an officer involved in shooting outside Caesars Superdome. Hey, two, hold there. Put the knife down. 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 Go ahead. You we're not trying to do that. We just want to talk. What's going on? Put the knife down. 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 Go, 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 go. 821, shot five. Start your mess on the three. Mount shot to the arm. Thanks, sir. Don't let me die. I don't want to die myself. Again, for our podcast and radio listeners, I'm describing great detail what's going on so you're not going to miss out on anything. So more than two weeks. And look, the media is kind of patting themselves on the back for what they've done uh, because it's been over two weeks after this guy was shot by an officer outside the Caesar Superdome. And New Orleans Police Department, they finally released this video. 
uh, showing the moments leading up and following the shooting. So on Tuesday, November the 15th, officers respond to the stadium where they find a 62-year-old guy named Jimmy Deason, who's homeless, sitting on the ground in front of a ticket booth, reportedly refusing to leave. So when detectives get there, they order Deason to drop his knife, and that's when detectives say the man lunged at officers, and this included Officer Romello Noel, who wound up shooting this guy in the arm, and they said that he was reassigned. I didn't see anything, any ex- explanation of that. So Deason has since recovered from the gunshot. Police say that he has a history of violence, being previously convicted of murder in another state. He's been charged with five counts of aggravated assault and trespassing related to the incident. So, uh, but this bad guy, that this old dude that's homeless, he's doing this little dance with the knife, and it's hard not to. I know he gets shot. He lives, but don't people don't don't criticize me. But it's hard not to laugh. Look at Bob Kroll. I'm even describing. It. He can't even hold it together. I mean, it's 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 just kind of hilarious this guy you know jiving around with the knife i was surprised that they that they it went down the way it did but what do you what do you guys think yeah that, that was a, yeah you call that a dance all that is is, is somebody <laughs> preparing themselves working themselves up to attack you that that's what that dance was so the cop did it did a good job he didn't back down uh he didn't retreat backwards uh he had other unarmed uh personnel there on on the property that had called him that directed him to this guy so it was him and the bad guy that was it nobody else had a gun nobody else was going to help him um and but you could tell where his focus was because he hit the guy in the arm that the knife had or that, that he was holding the knife with so you could you know where the focus was um but he, he did a, he did a good job good job all right i just don't understand the whole one shot issue I've never understood it unless you're taking a very long range shot where you have to be a precise, you know, and I feel bad for this homeless guy. I'd love to know what his story is, what brought him to that moment in time, all kinds of bad things, but you know, you just can't, you can't bring a knife in front of the police. You can't wave the knife at him. So he he got shot. He should have got shot more. All right. Thanks, Captain. <laughs> Chip, Chip put in his disclaimer, try not to laugh. Well, I had to watch this thing four or five times. I was laughing so damn hard. I, I called my 10-year-old in. They go, look at this. This is bringing a knife to a gunfight. But to see this guy, first he's got the cane going. Is it the cane? And then he's got the dance with the knife going. And I'm going, oh, my God. This is, a, you know, the, the copper was pretty lenient, I think, shooting once uh, there. But, but you can't you can't charge a cop with, with a knife no matter who you are. Uh, doesn't matter if you're homeless, decrepit, but this was this was a funny one to watch, that's for sure. All right. All right. Thanks. Well, at least someone backs me up on that. Thanks, Lieutenant Kroll. Thanks for sticking with us, guys. Thank you to our panel for uh, being here. Excellent commentary, guys. Also, shout out to our sponsors, Emotion DSP, Galls, they're back. Guardian Lines Technologies, GunLearn.com, MyMedicare.Live, TAC-Tote.com. Also, Bang Energy, we got some new product coming this week on Thursday, I believe. Hope everybody has a wonderful and a safe week.